the cheese heads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And for this week's show, because, you know, we're, we're kind of still technically in the off season. Perry did a fantastic mailbag last week when she was riding solo. So this week, now that we're back together, we're going to do a way too early 53-man roster prediction. Maybe, you know, in late August, we can revisit this with our actual 53-man roster predictions and see how close we actually get. So before we start, Perry, how are you? Fantastic would be uh, a long shot, but I appreciate it. Um, I'm good. Uh, My family is currently on Baby Watch, Um, about to be an auntie, so I'm in a very good mood right now. Uh, A little distracted, but ready to talk Packers. Yeah, I mean, we're going to keep this episode as short as possible so that you can just dip to the hospital and hold your niece the second that you are able to, which is beyond exciting. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to just go offense, defense? Do we want to talk about special teams? I mean, pre-show, we said we were going to try to do the full 53. So I guess we kind of have to talk about special teams a little bit. I feel like there are some clear players who are going to make this team based on special teams. And Rich seems to have uh, some some pull with this roster building process. So yeah, let's include them. All right. So let's get started then with the offensive side of the ball. And uh the position that I was going to say needs no introduction, but I guess maybe it does a little bit. The Jordan love led quarterback room. What do you think? Two quarterbacks, three quarterbacks, some mystery that maybe isn't on the roster yet. I actually think that this room is kind of confusing to be quite honest with you, because obviously Jordan love is making this roster and they drafted Sean Clifford, but they really like Danny Etling. So do they keep both? Do they keep one? And if they only keep one, are they keeping their draft pick? Because that tends to be what the Packers do. Or do they keep the guy that has been on the roster who knows the playbook and put Sean Clifford on the practice squad? Yeah. Actually, the latter latter feels like what they go with. Yeah. I mean, I think now that there's like the changes with the emergency quarterback rule, it doesn't seem like the Packers would necessarily have to – stash you know a quarterback the way that they historically have but I don't know it's they I know they really like Danny Etling and again we (laughs) we did this to ourselves because we're like we have no camp yet to evaluate so how do we really know who's playing better and who's you know getting those early reps in the preseason but I think it's gonna be I'll say Jordan Love and Sean Clifford and Danny Etling will be kind of that third string practice squad player um and maybe, who knows, maybe they'll snag somebody off a waiver, somebody that Matt LaFleur really liked in the draft process that got cut or something that seems very much like something the Packers would do. So you're saying two on the roster? Yeah, two. All right. So we now we have 51 players to go. And let's segue to the wide receiving core. There are some, of course, um, shoe-ins for roster spots, but Running fearless, you've got Jadakis Bonds, Jeff Cotton, Romeo Dobbs, Grant DuBose, Malik Heath, Bo Melton, Samori Toure, Christian Watson, Deuce Watts, and Dontavion Wicks. Deuce Watts! And Jaden Reed, who is unsigned right now, so he's not in the the official roster. 
Interesting. Uh, Deuce Watts is the most amazing name I've ever heard. Um, okay, I feel like this one's tough because I feel like when I go through the other positions, then I'll know how I feel about how many wide receivers they keep. Yeah. Yep. But I think there's like three or four clear keeps. It's Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Samori Touré. After that, <laughs> I feel like they keep seven on the roster because I think they keep okay. three, running, three running backs and all four tight ends. After that, it's just a matter of like who's fighting for those last two spots in the wide receiver position. But I think it's six. He's, okay. So, yeah, I, I Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samori Toure, Jaden Reed. And then I, I think it's Dontavian Wicks and Grant DeBose. I mean, yeah. I think the draft pedigree there is really significant and you could see a guy like Bo Melton being a really good practice squad candidate because I know they liked him last year in the draft process Mm -hmm. um so yeah are we we're gonna go then ahead and say six wide receivers or did you six okay I think six but I mean I agree with you I think Bo Melton Malik Heath Jeff Cotton those are obviously all like practice squad guys that they would love to bring back um once they make all their their cuts because I've I mean again it's just been no pads yet just shorts but um, it sounds like both players have been um, doing some nice things. Yeah, so let's move then to tight ends, which is funny because there are more tight ends in the depth chart, you know, in the room than I think we had anticipated because we obviously know that Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft are the headliners here after both being drafted, Josiah DeGuara, the mainstay. So three, you can just completely lock in. Nothing is going to happen with those positions. Uh, Then you've got Tyler Davis, who is a roster holdover that the Packers seem to really like, um, potentially as TE4. Austin Allen is on the roster. And then you have Cameron McDonald. So probably practice squad kind of names. I think four is very safe for the tight end group. Yeah. I think this is actually the easiest one to predict. I think that one would be shocking if uh, if that changed. Running backs now, we have obviously... Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, nothing is going to happen with them. Then you had the draft pick, Lou Nichols, Tyler Goodson, and Patrick Taylor, and Emmanuel Wilson. So this is where I think it gets really interesting because we know the Packers really like Tyler Goodson. They really like Patrick Taylor. They drafted Lou Nichols, which you think kind of gives him a leg up as far as a roster spot. So interesting depth pieces there outside of AJ and Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, God, I don't know. I don't know if they make this decision until they see everybody play in the preseason. I don't know if they make this decision based on who they can bring back to the practice squad, because I know that there are some rules around how many, right. How many years someone can stay on the practice squad. Is that right? I think those rules changed mm-hmm. during COVID. During COVID. Vets, but I don't know if it changed back. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like Patrick Taylor is going on, I think it's season three with this team. Um, so you're kind of like, okay, well, if you're not going to make the team at this point, is it worth bringing you back? But like you said, they love Tyler Goodson. Um, they drafted someone and I feel like they tend to not release draft picks, but Lou Nichols could be just like your, you know, practice squad candidate they keep three on the roster regardless it's just a matter of who it is 
I think that they're sizes are really interesting too because obviously AJ Dillon is like the big guy at 247 Aaron Jones 208 but then Lou Nichols and Patrick Taylor are both like tweeners between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and yeah. Tyler Goodson is 197 like he is very slight for running back so I think you know maybe it'll kind of depend on what Matt LaFleur wants to do we're talking about guys like Jaden Reed getting opportunities on like jet sweeps and end arounds so I think maybe that third running back spot will be up for grabs there so in our way too early prediction, I think we agree that it'll be three running backs. Uh, but who are you taking as a third? I have to decide now. Yeah, that's the point. We're doing a too early prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna take Patrick. Okay, I was going to say, I'm going to take Patrick Taylor. All right. Um, I honestly could see them taking four um, and having you know seeing who does better between Lou Nichols and Tyler Goodson but I, I will say one thing that I think Packers fans are always kind of too invested in is the practice squad like Packers fans historically always think that all of the their players are going to get snatched up by other rosters and it never never happens. so if Lou Nichols does not make the 53-man roster all of Twitter is going to be like oh man he's going somewhere else and he will probably be back on this Packers roster. So just food for thought in, you know, middle of June that we definitely um, were taking three running backs, but it also could be four. So let's talk about the offensive line now, which I think is going to get really, really interesting. Obviously you have your starting. Well, maybe it's not obvious. You've got your starting five slash six that we think will for sure shoe-ins on this roster david bakhtiari elton jenkins josh myers john runyon and then you have zach tom slash yash nyman um rasheed walker sean ryan jake hansen royce newman luke tenuta gene delance man some of these names caleb jones um kadeem telfort dj scaife and then chuck falaga i think that's how you say that um yeah lots of depth pieces on here i actually really like a lot of the depth that they have in this offensive line room it's always good to have depth i think as fans we were a little concerned when the packers didn't take anybody um in the draft this year it just felt very out of place but then you just listed off all those names like there's certainly plenty of bodies um for them to decide on whether or not they keep those many guys i don't know if they will um, what are we at in terms of offensive numbers right now? We have a 12, 15 right now. 15. Okay. Which I, I kind of felt like they were going to keep 10 offensive linemen, but now I'm thinking it's only going to be nine. Nine. Yeah. Well, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon Jr. are locks. I want to say Josh Myers is a lock as well. Yeah. Maybe not at um, center, but for sure. The maybe not at center, but on the roster. Uh, Yash Nyman, Zach Tom, Locke. Yep. So that's six. That's six. I cool. feel like I feel like Royce Newman is going to be in there at seven. He's very like Don Barclay. I think they can kind of plug him in, you know, in a couple different spots. And it'll be okay. Yeah. Caleb Jones, I think they really like. So Caleb mm-hmm. Jones to me feels like he would be a lock, but then it gets tricky because you have 
all of the draft picks that they have from last season, like Sean Ryan, who's coming back from suspension and now is finally getting, you know, multiple looks. Rashid Walker, they drafted obviously as a tackle. And this is the depth chart from the middle of June. So grain of salt here, but Rashid Walker is actually listed as the left tackle backup. So it doesn't mean anything yet, but I think, you know, given where he was drafted, it could it be an implication. Yeah. yeah, it could definitely could be an implication of the way they see him. But this is going to be, again, one of those position groups that you're watching for when they put them out there during like preseason games. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, too, is where they put these guys, because Sean Ryan, I think we had expectations maybe it would come in and play tackle. And he's been getting a lot of looks at guard. I think he even took some center snaps in, in OTAs. So. Some mm-hmm. of these guys, like Caleb Jones, we know is going to be a tackle. Like there, there's no getting around that. But um, if they start trying to like plug and play guys like Jake Hansen, you know, at guard instead of center, like I think you can kind of tell maybe some of the bubble guys that they're trying to give multiple opportunities to. So I'm saying nine offensive linemen. Or do you think think nine as well? Yeah. All right, and we have our our first year six. So then I'll take Caleb Jones, Royce Newman, and Rashid Walker as my other three. Green. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that gives us a total of math boy, 24 on the offensive side of the ball. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's flip it then directly to the defensive line, the defensive side of the ball. And we've got Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, Jonathan Ford, Carl Brooks, Jason Lewin, Jason Luan, uh, Chris Slayton, or Antonio Moultrie. Oof. Well, there are some clear locks here. Right. Kenny, TJ, Devante. I would honestly say the draft pick, Carl Brooks, probably is as well. Yep, Colby wouldn't too. But that I mean, that's five. I mean that that seems like that's the room. It's yeah, kinda, yeah. But I also don't. I wouldn't hate the idea of having like extra depth this season. To be honest, right? Especially because Kenny Clark. TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt are the only ones with any actual snaps. Right, exactly. And then you get like a Jonathan Ford and a Chris Slayton in on the practice squad. Yeah. I um I really liked Chris Slayton in the preseason last year. I thought he was a lot of fun. I thought that, you know, that last roster spot was gonna be kind of a toss up between him and Jack Heflin, who is, you know, crushing it with I think it's the the XFL. Uh, the trash can full of dirt. But yeah, I think Chris Layton, a lot of these guys are going to end up being practice squad players. Um, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt. So that's five. Yeah, I think too, like a lot of these fringe roster spots are going to be, can you contribute on special teams? You know, like you're thinking about like the Bo Meltons and the Malik Heaths and the Tyler Davises. And, you know, same with these guys. Like, are these going to be guys who can, you know, block for you on um on field goals and things like that so those are going to be kind of again when you and we're doing this too early because we're starting to try to think through some of these things but this is what the Packers are going to be looking for especially for the fringe guys when it comes to preseason games 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, let's shift now to Edge. You've got Preston Smith, Rashawn Geary, first round draft pick Lucas Van Ness, JJ Anigbare, Justin Hollins, who they brought back as a free agent, Jonathan Garvin, Bratton Cox Jr., Ladarius Hamilton, Keyshawn Banks, and then their dra- um, the player that was given to them, um, Kenneth Odomegwu, who came from overseas to play which is very fun i love that they get to do that every year the packers i believe it was the entire nfc north this year that got an international player so i love that i hope he makes the squad um for me this one is interesting because it depends on where rashawn gary starts right if he does if he starts the season on the roster that means he's going to be playing early if he starts the season and you might know these rules better than me. This is when we need Andy Herman because he knows all these rules best. But <laughs> if you start the season on IR, like what's the time frame for being brought back versus if you're put on the roster and then move to IR, right? Like there's time differences. Um so that's gonna be if Rashawn takes up a spot or not. But I think it sounds like he is on track to play early, which doesn't surprise me. He's a freak um in a good way. So I'm going to go with Preston, Lucas Van Ness, Rashawn, JJ Anigbare, Justin Hollins. Um, I do not think Jonathan Garvin makes this team. I just don't based on the way things are unfolding and the fact that he's not showing up. Um, I do think Ladarius Hamilton is probably another like practice squad candidate. Yeah, I'm trying to see what we should have done is we should have pulled up the depth chart from last season to think about how many players they were keeping in the beginning of the season because five edge rushers feels right. I think it's the five guys that you listed. I think Rashawn Gary probably does start the season because I could see him being ready by week two or week three. So I thought it was six weeks. I could be wrong, though, and I don't think they're going to want to make him wait until you know week seven to be able to yep. play. So I do think he takes up a spot. Um, I just, I guess, you know, I think some of these guys like – Lucas Van Ness, Colby Wooden, I think they can play that tweener role. You know, they talked about Lucas Van Ness maybe being a roaming nose. So mm-hmm. to have 10 guys between the D-line and the edge, I think there's enough shifting that they can do with those pieces to bring a lot of different looks. So, so far we're at 10 on the defensive side of the ball. Let's shift to the inside linebackers. We have obviously the, the starters, Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. Then as backups, you have Isaiah McDuffie, Eric Wilson, Tariq Carpenter listed as a linebacker, which is interesting instead of a safety, and Jimmy Phillips Jr. Yeah. Um, it looks like they also have Keyshawn Banks and Bretton Cox Jr. Okay, they are right. Okay, I was going to say, they are kind of listed as like tweeners. I don't really know if they're going to play edge or inside, so... Interesting. I in the list I'm looking at, they have them listed as inside linebackers. But either way, don't see either of them making the team, so I don't think it really matters. Um, this one feels mm, because to me, like Tree Carpenter is such a special teams guy right. that no matter where he's playing, if it's inside linebacker or safety, like you you want him on, you just want him on the squad, and also if he is that kind of tweener guy and they do need a little bit more, potentially someone who can like drop back into quasi safety position, he's super valuable. And we know that that position is like really leaky at the moment. So it makes me feel like if they're going to keep four 
it's gonna end up being him over like an Eric Wilson because I think it's Devondre Campbell, Quay, Isaiah McDuffie as your backup if either of them goes out, and then a, like a Tariq Carpenter. Yeah, and I mean Isaiah McDuffie brings so much value to special teams, which we've already well. you know mentioned. Yes. So that that is significant. But he did have to come in in spot duty in times last season, and he played well. Uh, yeah. The Eric Wilson thing I think is really interesting because he was another free agent that the Packers chose to bring back. And typically when they do that, the same with like Justin Hollins, it's typically not just, you know, for a camp body. Like it seems like they really like him and they want him there, but five inside linebackers just feels like a lot. So Mm -hmm. I know Eric Wilson also played special teams. So I think between the three of them, that's, that's going to be a toss up. I, I I'm going to say it's Eric Wilson over Tariq Carpenter, just because I think, I think, I think he's stuck. You know, I think it's hard for him yeah. to kind of be between safety and inside linebacker. And maybe they're saying, hey, the safety room all of a sudden has too many bodies. We want to kick you to inside linebacker. But I don't know if he has, you know, the makeup to to play inside linebacker when he's been a safety. So I'll take Eric Wilson for that reason. But that, that does really suck for him if that's the case. I feel like I always thought that Tariq Carpenter was that, like, hybrid safety linebacker type so it doesn't surprise me too much that like he's making this move it may be just like all in title um but it remains to be seen for sure because either way you're on the fringes of this roster and you're making it based on your special teams ability all right so we've got 38 players right now we know that we have to commit three of those to special teams, punter, kicker, and long snapper. Um, So basically we've got 12 players to work with and we've got corners and safeties left, which I think, you know, maybe we can be generous. Maybe there's positions we can go back and, you know, add to once we get our final numbers down, but let's talk about corners next. So we've got obviously Jair Alexander as the headliner here, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar John Charles, Carrington Valentine, Keandre Thomas, Tyrell Ford, Corey Valentine, and William Hooper. Mm. So like I said with Rashawn, I think with the Eric Stokes thing, Eric Stokes is more than likely going to be starting this season on IR. So you actually don't need to factor him in. Now, eventually you're going to have to cut, you know, release or cut someone or put them on the practice squad when he does come back. But I would be shocked if he started the season on this roster. So I'm putting Eric Stokes to the side as someone who's going to start the roster on IR. So that leaves Jair, Keyshawn Nixon, 100%, um, Rasul Douglas, 100%. I think they give the nod to Shamar John Charles. I think yeah. he's like shown enough, especially in special teams, and also like who else is playing in the slot, to be quite honest. Um that's four. Carrington Valentine probably as the draft pick. As the draft pick, although Corey Valentine has also looked pretty good in camp. True. I don't know if they I think they keep five, but I also just wouldn't be surprised if they kept four, to be honest, and then brought Eric Stokes up eventually yeah I think I think it makes sense to do five and then if you have a guy like Corey Ballantyne or Carrington Valentine then you just send them back to the practice squad um so I'll say four but then I'm gonna go ahead and change his answer to include Tree Carpenter and keep five because 
we have too many slots left and <laughs> yeah so if we're only keeping five corners i think that move makes sense and we know i actually think really we're like gonna get into this team. next but i actually think they keep more safeties because that position is so confusing right now right there is no clear starter besides darnell savage so i wouldn't be surprised if they actually kept Jonathan Owens, kept Rudy Ford, kept Anthony Johnson Jr., kept Tarverius Moore, kept Dallin Lovett, right? Kept all of them and just said, like, we just need to figure out this position. And then potentially when an Eric Stokes comes back, instead of cutting another corner, they're cutting or releasing rather, they're releasing a safety. Yeah, so we've got six spots left. And I think you're absolutely right that I could see all six of those going to safety, especially if you think that there's a possibility that any of these guys are tweeners in the corner and safety rooms. Like they could play both. So Darnell Savage, obviously kind of the headliner here, Rudy Ford, Tarverius Moore, Jonathan Owens, Dylan Levitt, Anthony Johnson, Jr. The draft pick Benny Sapp, and then Innes Gaines, a holdover who's been with the team for a couple seasons. Now I think six makes sense. I absolutely agree with you. Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Jonathan Owens, Tarverius Moore feel like the locks here. Those that's four, Anthony Johnson Jr. I think is close to a lock as a draft pick. I think he'll get some looks right away. And mm -hmm. then Dallin Levitt, I think, as the special teamer that Rich Passaccio really likes. So for being as confusing as the safety room is, I think the confusion is that we don't know who the starters are going to be. I think the players that will be in the room make sense. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Cool. They're going to have to figure out who is what and who is like worthy of taking those spots. And in order to do that, they need to watch them play. So our current roster stands at 24 on offense, 26 on defense. And then we've got the punter, the kicker, and the long snapper. I don't know how interesting this is to you. Um, Anders Carlson, obviously the kicker. There is no other kicker on the roster. The Mason Crosby era has seemingly ended. Uh, long snapper, they've got Matt Orzich, who they signed in free agency. So I would feel like that is his position to lose. And the punting, I think, gets a little bit interesting. I would feel like it's Pat O'Donnell's job, but they did bring in Daniel Whelan, who was formerly with the XFL and had a nice nice season there. So, Practice squad. Yeah, I mean, he's probably somebody that they're going to get a good look at for when Pat O'Donnell's contract is up next season. But there's your special teamers. There are your teamers. Pat O'Donnell, the vet in the teamer room. <laughs> Which is actually kind of crazy to think about now that you say that, but, you know, I was trying to look. I thought that Matt Orzich, I thought he had a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, because he was with the Rams, so he won a Super Bowl ring and then got to come come hold for the Packers special teams unit. How, what a Super career. Bowl winning Matt Orzich. <laughs> So now he's the only player on the Packers roster, right? That has a Super Bowl ring because Crosby and Rodgers are gone. Look mm -hmm. at that. Look at that. Wild. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know how to wrap this up, but all right. That is the way too early prediction. Like I said, maybe we'll revisit this. We'll type it out. So we have our roster, see how everything looks once camp starts, once preseason starts and see how our actual official final 53-man roster prediction compares to this because it always seems kind of kind of black and white on paper and then you actually get into camp and realize that it is a lot grayer than we thought and you know observations from the media are definitely different from you know how the coaching staff feels and how players feel so 
thank you for indulging us in the middle of June. Um, that is all the time that we have for today. Perry's about to be an aunt, so she has way better things to do than sit here and dissect the existing roster as it stands with 90 men. Um, Perry will be out next week, so you'll have to see what kind of guest I bring in or if I'm going to fly solo the way that Perry so eloquently did when she was by herself. Um, so stay tuned for that. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. God, at PWSS. Yeah, no, I said that right. Yeah. (laughs) We're tired. We are really tired. You can find Perry at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Remember to subscribe and download all of the episodes available everywhere that you find your favorite podcasts. But that is all the time we have for today. Uh, Make sure you check out Tom Grossi's 30 and 30. That will be wrapping up next week. Feel free to donate if you can. All of the money, of course, goes to St. Jude. Thank you. As always, go Petco. Go Petco. Go Petco.